0: Amateur drinking, professional drinking by Birdie Buddies. If you want to hit them straight out there, please check out Fairway Rolling every week. Available on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. Atlassian.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training,
1: That's enough of the music. Let's get right to Carlos. Carlos just said literally 30 seconds ago, hey, I was going to ask this in the mailbag, but of course we cut him off. We have no off-camera. We have no conversation off-camera. When I'm done, I walk out. So, Carlos, here we go. Carlos, what's Um, the question?
2: My mailbag question to you, and I decided against it, so uh, (laughs) I don't know, uh, was if you had to power rank the producers that you've had since switching over to The Ringer, what would the power ranking go? This is a Mike Based question. on that question, Are you, you just kidding moved me? up the rank.
1: I'll tell you right now, I like the confrontational manner. Okay, tell first. <laughs> no, Emily, we're I, not
2: doing this. We can't actually which do that. One you of know they all still work produce, there.
1: Which one of our former producers do you like the least? Have yeah. you ever had it with <laughs> any of these people?
2: No. I mean, I've worked who plenty do you with, want? W- with Mike, and I like him, so don't be Whose mean Whose job there, do but, you want the most? Who was Mike? <laughs> he was the producer before me. <laughs> yeah, he was the guy. We had, I think, like the second longest. He was very quiet though, so you probably maybe didn't make a. Who of started doing impression. the
1: swoosh things in between segments? I think that was Mike. That might have been Mike. Mike was only an audio guy, correct? I think
2: was it Ronic right before. Ronic was him? a video
1: guy though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but Ronic's no, a
2: video person. The, I like the Ron- listener to the, I liked- the show are gonna love this. Segment. Yeah, yeah. I
1: liked Ronic <laughs> personally, but as a sound producer, he was not as good as you or Mike. I remember that. I think he but a, he, had, he would admit that. He was a video guy. Well, he
2: was new, too, I think. But. Corey
1: was always a little too safe for me.
2: That's why Corey's well, moved way up in the company. Yeah, so. Co-
1: yeah, Corey's the man now. I mean, he's doing whatever the heck he so, wants. So I guess it's go between, ahead and say it. between him and
2: Mike. <laughs> Wait, but between him and Mike? Although, I would say I, I literally had, say had to Carlos. ask who Mike was. So yeah, Carlos, you exactly, to
1: say? <laughs> yep. You think Mike's coming here asking? What well, is Mike doing? Is he still with the company?
2: Yeah, he's still a producer. He works a lot with uh, Food News. I know that. Carlos uh, is like, on that note, I'm I'm leaving. Show. Mike is back in. He's your no, new producer. I I complimented him. All right. Okay.
1: All right. So we're back. That was fun. We literally talked producers. I asked an, uh, you asked the question. A, you a somewhat have.
2: inappropriate question, I guess. It, it wasn't like rude or anything. It was just like we can't talk about it on the radio, apparently.
1: Which is interesting. I wonder why. But whatever. I mean, it's a public title. Doesn't matter. All
2: <laughs> what right. What a show.
1: We have an update about something. Oh no! Here we go. Nope. Shut your shut your beautiful face right now. We're not updating. A little look back. I have in my notes on May 27th, I made a statement about a Victor Wembanyama card, and so did you. I said the 2023 Bowman Chrome University base Victor Wembanyama, which was selling for four to five hundred then, would be under a hundred dollars. And you said, I believe three hundred. That's what I thought. Just to give you a little, little update, a little, little handy. Uh, that card sold on the 29th, the 29th, the 28th, 28th, 28th. So five sales in the last, well, it was actually six sales. Cause it was, there was, this is what's crazy. That today, was dude. today
2: and yesterday, right? Yeah. Okay.
1: But just today and yesterday, there have been 10 of these things that have sold. It so cannot many. be that short printed. Okay. Here's your pricing. Uh, three thirty nine, 550 600, 475, 30, dollars 410, 510, 650, 630. The average is a little over $500. What I'm hearing closest to the You're definitely going closer. Well, I don't understand this. I don't I, I I'm just as shocked that it hasn't short, come down more. But it's not a short printed card like people are saying. I mean, maybe it is somewhat short printed. It says SSP in everybody's titles. Good for them. It's the extended
2: base card. I, the Victor thing. Name someone else that guys are more excited about. Obviously, there's not, right? Like an upcoming NBA. It's
1: fair. I guess the thing that shocks me is everybody with a brain, though, will tell you like, oh, dude, like we're going to people are way overreacting to this, but they're still
2: doing it. Well, I mean, like think what Luca, what Luca's prices go for and he hasn't won really anything. This kid
1: hasn't played a game. But
2: that's what I mean. Like, why are we paying? You know what? I'm the just hobby Likes what it likes. I thought there
1: would be a correction over the last 30 days. That was my little cute opening. So whatever it is you want to talk about, <laughs> whatever. Else uh, we talked producers be. and Victor Wunbanyama. That's Next.
2: all you cared about. Uh, we can do the the quick update. So we this will be actually part three, I think, of this new local card shop fanatics agreement deal. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get up my. I'm gonna get the mess. So out. we did get. Uh, we talked with people close to fanatics. We've actually now talked to multiple card shop owners. Some people did not uh, necessarily appreciate our take on Hmm. how card shops should be, you know, how we think these rules aren't necessarily bad for card shops. Who are
1: you talking about? What are you talking about?
2: I would, no, I don't want to name names. People actually told you they didn't like our take. Well, it was more of a, they thought that the take that we said was fine. We didn't do anything bad, but it was more of a, they think that the rules actually are more of a headache. In the sense of what they are causing breaker or local car shops to have to do versus making some things more of their choice.
1: Well, I will say the uh, um, addendums that have happened to that contract. So basically, what we've heard from multiple people is fanatics and or tops had calls with multiple shops. Mm-hmm. A lot of these, I think, were just like large Zoom sessions or group calls, and informed them of the changes to that wording. So here's some some things that I've heard from two different sources now, and I'm not going to name either because they both said, uh, "Don't you know, do that." Correct. So here's the names. Um, Breaking is allowed pretty much everywhere, and it's interesting. Both people I talked to named the one place it is not allowed. eBay. eBay. Yep. eBay has become target number one for fanatics, which I guess in a lot of ways makes sense. You're not allowed to break on eBay, even if you're approved by eBay on their thing. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to sell on eBay, wax, and you're not allowed to be involved with eBay live.
2: Now, to clarify some things, too, is like they do want you to still sell this product that you're getting from this agreement in shop and you cannot sell all of it online. There, Correct. There are certain rules that say, yes, you can sell online, but you can't sell all of it because they do still want this. That there's a There's been many people saying, oh, they want local card shops to shut down. This is the death of the card shop, whatever. Actually, after talking with someone close to Fanatics, that is the exact opposite. And in fact, you think about like this MVP program that they've done before and they just now brought back again. That is meant strictly to benefit the local card shop. Um, yeah, I, at the, I think that whole conspiracy theory is out the window. And this point goes just to prove that this is meant to vitalize a card shop.
1: Revitalize. Re,
2: well, it, revitalize if it's hurting, but I think a lot Can of these you, cards yeah, shops wait, are doing well. Wait a minute.
1: When does the vitalizing happen?
2: Yeah. To be is, re- revitalized. Well, revitalize means you're not vitalized currently.
1: Is vitalized a word?
2: Yeah, absolutely it is. Carlos has
1: vitalized a word. You're like my wife. I'm just asking.
2: I can't help that my vocabulary is I would imagine it is, but I've never personally heard it said out loud myself. Really? I'm going to say
1: this. Corey's my favorite producer.
2: I (laughs) cannot believe this. I'm just kidding. Um,
1: Okay. so So that is a big thing. The breaking, the selling online, it is going to be allowed just about everywhere, including their own websites, other breaking platforms, just not eBay. That was specifically named.
2: Another... Well, that's vitalize. What is it? I said vitalized. It's just the past tense. Is that that what you need?
1: Was that the kid who said I like turtles? Same person? (laughs) I
2: don't trust that little
1: kid, little freak. Okay. Uh, The other thing was the selling of cases. This is where I saw a dispute from the two people I spoke to. Oh, okay. One person said, actually, they, they will allow for after 30 days, they're allowing you to sell sealed cases off. The other person said they did not remember that or hear that on their call, and they were on two separate calls. So I do wonder about that. In other words, and the, and again, the one said it, they did specifically mention Dealernet, mm-hmm. which is a B2B site. You go in, you register, you have to have a business license, and you can post, hey, uh, this product, here is my sell price for this. This is my standing buy price, whatever. Yeah. A lot of people, breakers, car shops, whatever, will sell excess cases on there. Sure. One of the people I spoke to – and again – these guys are both very reliable and trustworthy. One said that it was specifically brought up. Yes, after 30 days, they will make exceptions and it will be allowed. The other said, "I didn't hear that. I also didn't say it, hear that it wasn't allowed." So I'm, I do want to get clarification there. Okay. Either way, though, Fanatics has definitely heard the outcry and changed some things. I know Which everybody thinks when that we talk
2: that, alone is a point. That
1: to me is a point, right? Everybody always thinks if you say anything nice about Fanatics, tops, Panini, anybody, it's like you're, in you're in just yeah. Yeah, you're a shell for the company, you're shilling for them, whatever. I guess, like, here's my thing. For years, it's been like, we don't ever hear anything back from Tops, Panini never responds. Yeah, exactly. PSA does what they want. All these companies. Well, now this company's, like, gone out of their way to say, no, we're going to have actual individual meetings with a lot of the big shops mm-hmm. and the people that are in the program, and we're going to adjust some things. Yeah. Are they still going to have the en- end-all, be-all say at the end of the day? Yes. Like, that's not going to change, though. You The same guys who have an issue with Fanatics having – like, being the end-all, be-all – are the same guys who will then, on the other hand, yell, oh, we need regulation. Somebody needs to come in. Yeah, exactly. This is the start of regulation. Like, if you're going to have one, you're going to have the other.
2: Now, again, I think we can all agree that a monopoly can still make us worried. And just because we say a positive thing today doesn't mean we won't say a negative thing tomorrow. But in this case, it's hard to argue. Yeah, Yeah. This is a positive
1: move. It's saying you have more freedom as a card shop. The other thing that, that got reinforced in these meetings, too, was the promotion on social media. Well, I don't know why that was ever a thing in the negative category. If I'm giving you product post once, the only thing I saw was once every 30 days or monthly, I believe, Mm -hmm. post something nice about the, okay, yeah, cool, (laughs) and don't bash the product. Again, if you're going to bash it, you can't then get upset if they say we're not going to sell to you. So I'm all for one or the other, but
2: like- I, I, I think that's where you get like maybe more of the good old boy network where it's just like, well, I want the product and I want to be able to do and say whatever I want about it because that's how it's always been. And, and I get like that not, you're used to it, but that's not how it can successfully move forward. Sure.
1: Because there always used to be separation too. You were never buying direct from these companies. You were buying through a middleman, a distributor. Yeah. Well, now you're buying directly from the source. There's just more like, that's how it is now. Yeah. Like, this is the world we live in. Yep. Like tough and again i think this was a good move they come out and do something stupid tomorrow or have another contract that amends this and it's terrible we'll talk about that but for the time being i don't come away from this with any other feeling than it seems like somebody at tops fanatics both i don't know heard some heard the complaints and the outcry and said okay let's lessen the grip here and give and give card shops more leeway this to me is a win. That is all I really have to say, quite frankly. I
2: will, I will say that the people that I've talked to that are close to Fanatics have specifically said they, are, they listen to, I think, every episode of ours, which means they listen to a lot of other content besides just us. They have open ears, and they are definitely going to make changes if—and that, that's kind of what we've said for a long time, is like, how do we make the Monopoly do things when they have all the money and they can have all the power? Well, apparently if we make a loud enough outcry, they'll make those changes on their own for this time. Could that change in the future? Maybe, but at least this is a positive sign in my viewpoint.
1: Okay, last point then. The only other thing I would say then is all these content creators out there, if you're going to be loud when you hate something, why do we never hear something? Like, I- I'm curious loud how many when people, you love it. which by the way, this is not a, some of them actually have, like you mentioned SCR the other day, they came out and you agreed with their take and I did by and large too. But I do think that's the case. If you're going to come out and make everything's awful and horrible, and this is why these guys are going to ruin the hobby, everybody's clicking on the video. It's like, hey, Fanatics is ruining the hobby, dot, dot, dot. People click the video. We love hearing those ridiculous. Sure. But do the same people now go out today and say, oh, by the way, and you can keep your – I still hate Fanatics. I hate them enough. I hate all these things. This individual step, though. I would I would love to hear a logical argument why somebody thinks this is bad for the hobby. This to me was a win. So I do want to talk to the ESPN thing. This was
2: an article that came out. That article at first, the way it read, because it's titled The Controversial Rise and Uncertain Future of Box Breaks. When I read that, I don't know about you. I thought for sure this was going to be like almost like a hit piece on breaking. Did you have any sense when you started reading it, like what you were getting into on this? Because I, I also I mean, saw a yeah, card porn post about it. It and said
1: controversial, and I was just like, I don't know what's controversial. The only thing controversial about it to me was it seemed to be like, the, is this the gambling angle? Like we've talked about.
2: Yes. Now, if you take the time to go read it, it's pretty long. Yeah, and, I wouldn't read
1: the whole thing. Uh, a they
2: do give – it, it kind of follows uh, Leighton around quite a bit, which I do yeah. appreciate. By like, the way,
1: I want to have him on. We had talked about doing that I after know. the – I thought uh, the I'll thought message thing. him. I forget what we were messaging, though, but I, I will find. I'll reach
2: out yeah, to him Yeah, Leighton and his wife, Sarah, who were both part of the Leighton sports cards, they... Especially now that he's world famous. Yeah, exactly. They're very, Sheesh. very kind people, very down to earth. This article mentions at one Have you point met his that, wife? Yeah, at the at the Mint. Yeah, I met Sarah. I wonder if I met her. You probably did, but yeah. He was much we more down earth minute. than I thought. I you know him. I get along with sh- the wives way better. And he was so. short
1: like me. I kind of yeah. enjoyed that. <laughs> Had me from
2: hello. <laughs> um, but uh, the the article kind of tells from Leighton's beginning to where it is now. And it, that's just really an example. It wasn't just a big brag piece about Leighton by any means. But the the I guess the overall gist of the story that I got was breaking is something that's new to the hobby. A lot of people like it. Are there controversial moments? Yes. Are there some people like uh, TikTok, some uh, bigger companies that are saying, Maybe this is gambling, so we're going to regulate it a little bit more. Absolutely, that is the case. And oh, by the way, while I was reading that, I did start to think, theorize, this is, this is just all conjecture, but I started thinking, why else, well, what What better reason for fanatics to buy a betting company I than said, to yeah, yeah, already have that, well, yeah. no, 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 to have that in not only for betting on sports, but Breaking. also like for any future legalization or legislation that comes down the line. Sure. Um, So anyways, but there are some points about that in, in, you know, the questions behind it, but it was really more, if you're getting into breaking, if you are at all new to the space, wanting to know how it works, or you're just wanting to get into the business, I thought it was almost like a love story to breakers in a sense, like very complimentary. It was very like complimentary. And it was also like, I. This sounds so cheesy and I, I know I'm an I'm an emotional guy. It. At the very Did end, you cry? I didn't cry, but I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps. Cause it, also did the writer think, of the story, ESPN, hires some good writers. Do you think they, it was
1: like a heart, like we have having like a flutter or something, like a palpitation? <laughs> I did
2: call my oncologist and no, that's cancer.
1: I don't anyway, I just don't think so. cancer is what's gonna get you. I
2: don't. <laughs> my money's um, on the heart. Anyway, the the overall story, I think if you have time to to read it, it is positive. It, it, for the most part, and it is also very informative because I also learned who the first, well, supposedly first breaker ever was. Yep. I hate I hate to say this because I, I wanted to have the guy on. I reached, um, I started researching him. His name is Ricky uh Um, you know, rest in peace. Unfortunately, he passed away like four weeks ago. Dr. Wax was his name, but he, if you go back on YouTube, I think uh their YouTube page is the backstop.net all these super old videos from early two thousands of like them breaking, but apparently he started doing this back as early as 03. There was also like this old 2009 article from the New York times about him. Um, I would love if anyone has like any additional information about him or close to him, like would love to get some more info. Um, but I never yeah. heard
1: of Dr. Wax either. I have yeah. no idea. Uh,
2: but anyway, so the, the article in general, I think it was a positive message, but it does give us all pause. To think what comes down the line for the future of breaking uh, as far as the legalization of it. So
1: I just Googled Dr. Wax Ricky, and? getting earwax extracted, hydri- hydrogen peroxide in ears. That's Dr. It. P and Flux Pavilion. No,
2: go, go back. The first one, you got it.
1: Dr. Ricky it? Wax, Fort Myers, Florida.
2: <laughs> anyway, family doctor. Yeah. No, specialized in family medicine. Can we take a break for one second? And sure. I have you, next time we do this, you have you to manage? come with us. Oh, okay. Dave and Buster's last night. I've never been to a Dave and Buster's. We went as a family. I spent a hundred dollars. I'm going to say that right now. I spent That's a hundred dollars for you.
1: I've been to eat with you guys.
2: That <laughs> well, a- that was not including food. Uh, we spent a hundred dollars <laughs> on tokens. Okay. That makes uh, more sense. This, I would say is the closest I've ever feeling to the prizes that I got equal to the amount of money I put in granted. I, I did definitely spend more, but I'm going to tell you, we got to go back, dude. It's fun. Dave and Buster's is a S- good time scale of one to 10. What was the foot smell in that Dave place? They even had cards. You can get cards as prizes. Uh, it wasn't, no, there was a lot of ketchup smell. My wife and I commented on it multiple times. There was other smells, Are There were a lot of kids, but then my wife said, I think it could be coming from you. And I said, I am not smell. I'm not a generally smelly person at all. You can oh, attest but to this. You
1: didn't smell, oh, but she was, yeah, I was
2: like, yeah. I don't smell. And she's like, is it you? And I'm like, and no, yes. it's not me. Guaranteed. No, I'll talk to Sam later. Don't do that. I'll Anyways, talk to him. Don't worry about it. Ketchup that. was a smell. Um, that's uh, that's not a plug for Dave and Buzzers. It's just it was I a fun time we fun. had last night. I thought you would have a great time with it too. I think I think there's a lot of games. The basketball, the shooting hoops one. I'm gonna tell you, I have never done worse. I played that game three times. The most. I'm not that bad at sports. I want to clarify that. Maybe I'm not the greatest. But, wow. like, just shooting what? a basketball, okay, standing yes. still and shooting a basketball. Arcade sports. Yeah. But sure. I made two baskets in, like, any game that I played of that game. It was stupid. You're not known me, for your athleticism. Dude, don't even. I got more tickets than you'll ever believe. And I was moving. Bucks? I hope you got something. <laughs> what you, would you spend for dinner at the place? Oh, we didn't eat there. We got food from Cheesecake Factory. I did not oh, get cheesecake. That was, that was a bill. Yeah, uh, It was another $100. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay. Well, Go you know, I'm happy. family day. I don't care. Family day. Oh, whatever. Father of the year. I'm glad
1: for you. <laughs> it sounds great. I called you at the place and I, I instantly, I was like, I already hate everything about this place. <laughs> you I could hear just hear, hear noise in the background. I
2: knew there were people. Are you going to take little Teddy there to redeem his tickets and get all the baseball cards they have in the shelves? They also have Pokemon cards for you. I would never let him play with Pokemon. (laughs)
1: He can be a ballerina
2: or a football player. He's not collecting Pokemon. Speaking (laughs) of Topps MVP buyback 2023, that just got announced as well. Um, Starting in November. I have the details if you're not familiar with it.
1: Same as last year, I think, right? So MVP and all Topps Chrome products after November. Released after November, it will be. 20 bucks for the base card, same as it was last year with Goldie and Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. 20 bucks for base, 40 bucks for base refractors. What were they? <laughs> refractors. Nerd. You smell. $60, $60 <laughs> $80, up to 100 bucks, depending on how numbered they are, and a couple hundred for the low numbered stuff.
2: Yeah, less than, if it's numbered lower than 100, it's 200 bucks. Yep, but it's all. Amazing, it's by the way. It's all local card shop credit, is yep. what you're getting for all that, which again, goes back to the point some of the national
1: uh spots that like dave and adams did, did this last year as well oh they did a mvp buyback yeah they they were in this program which was great because you need somewhere oh. you can just send them in
2: oh because not everybody has an to, lcs well i was looking this year i don't know i didn't see this last year but on the tops buyback website there is a section for find your local hobby shop it's grand slam for us on there. Grand Slam is on there, okay. which Grand Slam uh, is going to be joining us next Monday. He is going to be the Neat. new go-to for um, SGC bulk sub. Uh, he's our bulk sub guy going forward. And our official card shop. And, well, And the fact is, he's also very involved in this hobby in the sense that he was the first, or he is at least one of the one guys. One of the first
1: individuals I know who of. Who has
2: an NIL deal with Will Levis. And he's going to talk to us a little bit about that on Monday's show, which will be very interesting, I think.
1: Okay.
2: Well, um, I like him. Yeah, I'd love to know more about, like, if he can give any detail about, like, how that whole signing, like, what you can autograph, how things like that go. But-
1: he will, because he just had a, there was just a deal made between him and Fanatics, I believe, about this. So, oh, good, good, good. He'll be able good, to good. speak to him quite a bit. Uh, last thing real quick. Domingo German is probably not how you say his name. German, I don't know. Oh. The pitcher for the Yankees. Perfect game last night. Mm-hmm. I actually thought this was funny. Only the fourth perfect game in Yankees history?
2: Oh, Yankees history. Yeah, I thought you were saying off. like it was ever.
1: Like in, no, no, no. And I
2: was like, that seems not But right. even
1: still, I'd like to know, Google how many there were to- like in the history of baseball. I bet it's under 50. Has to be. If the Yankees only have four, I'd like to know. Anyways, his pricing, 2015, is that right? He was a rookie. Mm-hmm. This is a perfect example of a guy. And I think most people know this now. Just sell everything you have. It's a. But I, I also view this as a little bit of a positive, that a, a no-name super obscure guy like that who's been having a very average season by the way
2: how many perfect games in history of baseball did you have a guess i said 50 you said 50 24 yeah okay that's crazy yeah so he yeah i mean it does make sense why he'd see this should have been 25 that kid for the tigers a couple years ago got
1: totally ripped off and the ump apologized to him on the on the last out oh really yeah it was (laughs) oh dude it was
2: horrible well Um, anyways german did get it and his card prices went insane
1: yeah, again, and I actually think this is a positive market when something crazy, ridiculous happens. Like these guys, we're still seeing like crazy, awesome spikes like that. So I do think that is a good thing.
2: Yeah, market you need response. To go
1: ahead and sell all of it right now. <laughs> I, and I, I, I'll be honest with you; I would still sell that Wemby card right now too.
2: The uh, for anybody who's curious, his one of one um, Bowman, Bowman Chrome Refractor Auto Superfractor, Super excuse me. Yeah, the uh, BGS nine five. It sold back. Uh, originally, September 16th of 2015, $240. Uh, in t- September of 2021, $885. Okay. Just two weeks ago, sold for $1,200. Oof. And now... That, that hurts. From from two weeks ago to today, $2,500. A solid 100-plus percent increase in price. So, yeah, I I would think that he, as one of the 24 to ever pitch a perfect game... He's probably going to have a little staying power, but I can't imagine
1: I i'll be honest i, I really you don't think d- so no no really I, I
2: think this well front- think about it he went up to twenty twelve hundred dollars from twenty twenty one when he was selling for eight eighty five for this card and that and he hadn't even done anything yet
1: yeah, but now he's like a he's a he's a starter for them. He's in the starting rotation.
2: I definitely don't think he would stay at twenty five hundred. Just to be clear, but yeah, I do like think that card in a
1: vacuum, I think in a month is back down to twelve hundred bucks.
2: Really, I, I don't, don't think know. so. I think I I'd think you're looking his, at fifteen to eighteen. I'd be curious
1: consistently what his other stuff will sell for because yeah. obviously that's a one on one superfractor. Sure. Uh, so okay. I, I am curious about it. So
2: all right, let's uh, let's bring on our guest. Is he we here? We got Matt from DAP Sports joining us today.
0: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. See website for details.
2: Matt from Daps Sports, or as I have learned Mr. to call him, Mr. Daps per his request, I'm pretty sure. Um, Daps is joining us today. Daps, how are you, man? I'm great, guys. Uh, it's a pleasure being on
3: here. I know uh, we tried to do this a couple months back. I dropped the ball, but I did try to throw you guys a cool show a couple weeks later. I hope that ended up being uh, a good piece. No,
2: bro absolutely no no i
1: appreciate the apology people don't have enough respect for time zones and matt has come here he's contrite and i'm good with it now we're fine we can we can start
2: apologizing we love that
1: it's amazing how many people though by the way tracy who works for us every week i have to explain him time zone what's a time zone tracy yeah it's fine so Matt matt has totally redeemed himself
2: uh matt tell us a little bit about dap sports i am very curious is dap sports really focused on like just content creation around the hobby or is it breaking or is it all of them? Like, yeah, what is DAP Sports exactly?
3: So DAP Sports, the way we view ourselves for sure is a content company first. And I'll kind of explain to you guys the evolution of DAP Sports. I'm buying, selling, trading cards, you know, and then the, the sports cards, boom, is around the corner, right? So while I'm buying all these cards, I'm starting to notice, oh, wow. I just bought a Dame Lillard for 300 bucks and six months later I'm selling it for 1200. I just four X my money Yeah. on a, on a Dame, on a Dame Lillard PSA 10 base. Right? So I was doing this with a lot of cards and as I'm doing it, I'm going, you know what? Well, I should probably film this experience and talk to camera and that's when I started DAP Sports, the YouTube channel.
2: You were, obviously, you pulled Dame Lillard. You've done really well. You start filming it. And then how does it take off from there? And
1: what year, by the way? Is this 2019, I'm guessing? So I'm buying
3: in 2019. Okay. Perfect. Like, heavy, I'm heavily buying in 2019. Uh, this is all during the, the zion Jock ja craze, right? Like, that's what's going on. Zion and Ja, and then Burrow and Herbert are about to get drafted as well. Or, you know, being drafted that year. And I remember going to Target's Prism boxes, Mosaic boxes. You could barely find them on the shelves, right? So back to YouTube, I start DAP Sports, the YouTube channel, and I'm just putting on the screen, hey, I bought this card six months ago at this price, and I just sold it on eBay for 4x the price of the price I per- purchased it for. And I'm putting graphics on the screen so people can see the math, right? And I think that was a, like really helpful for my audience at the time, like, Oh wow, this is how this works. Right now I'm shooting these videos. And then my biggest mistake was I, I invest, I can invest in one of two players at the time. It's Zion or Luca. Right. And I'm looking at this. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm looking at, and I'm looking at the schedule and I'm going, wow, if they win a couple more games, it's going to be Lakers and LeBron in the one seed versus the Pelicans in the eighth seed, and his price is going to go nuts. Zion versus LeBron, everybody's going to be wanting a Zion card, right? What do they do? They bench Zion. Don't play him. The Pelicans miss the playoffs. Now, had I invested in Luka at the time, this was right before Luka hit that three on Kawhi in the playoffs. $2,000
1: base cards. Yep.
3: So I was about to buy... Five grand worth of his cards at eight hundred dollars.
2: Oh, so I would have God. almost.
3: I would. <laughs> I would have made like Sheesh. ten grand in a, in a couple of weeks because this was right before that happened. And instead, I I purchased Zion and I probably took a a hundred percent loss or fifty percent loss rather. So. Um, that wasn't fun, but that's how Dap Sports YouTube started. And then I actually the, the next iteration of Dap Sports is I'm, I'm watching this company called Paul King's. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him at the time he was on Instagram, he moved over to whatnot and I'm just doing some math from my house and I'm going, I think this guy's doing 20 grand a night. And I'm thinking I'd be happy if I'm doing five grand a night for my bedroom, that'd be great. Right. So back to target, I'm picking up blasters, mega boxes, whenever I can. Coming home, I got some guys in Kentucky and Tennessee and Florida who are shipping me whatever they got at their local local targets, right? And I'm just selling packs or creating small breaks of blaster and mega boxes on my Instagram channel, and I make twenty bucks one night. The next bucks, you know, a couple nights later, I'm making fifty bucks, and I'm happy. I'm making a hundred bucks a night. A couple weeks later, and then, you know, a couple months after that, I'm making five hundred bucks a night, right? And now I'm doing five grand almost every night for my bedroom. And then one, one night, a couple months later, I do $70,000 from my bedroom. In what? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, this is, this is serious. Like I got to take this serious. And I was still doing it every single day, 24 seven. But I'm thinking I should probably look into getting a shot.
1: Yeah. That's, at that point. You, yeah. At. Enough hanging around the bed sheets. Time to get an actual <laughs> office and get going 70 grand in a night. So, so. Uh, obviously, uh, and we'll get into like the skill, the process and all that, but I, I think so timing was probably as crucial as anything. Like, it sounds like you came in literally at the perfect time for this.
3: Yeah. And, and I would argue that I was even a little bit late, you know, I, I, pole wax was already up by then. Pole Kings was up, uh, bullpen LA was up. Um, and, but the, the thing about what I was doing was I was so immersed in it that I, I didn't have time to watch other people's breaks. Once I started breaking, that was it. Every single day, I, sh- I shipped my, my sister out here from Florida. She was my assistant. She was my sleever and top loader. And I was just driving revenue. We would start the stream around 5 p.m. Pacific time every night. And some nights we'd end at 10 or 11. And sometimes we'd go till 2 a.m., right? It was just like the heartbeat of the stream. So, and then it, it's almost like I became addicted to it. I was just looking forward to it every single night. I love the, the, the chase of, oh, I got a source product and I got, and then figuring out, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Frankensons, but it's basically like this flea market every Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, they got every Pokemon card, every sports card, every piece of anime art, every Jersey, every signed helmet. Um, it's kind of like a kid's dream mall. Right. And then I discovered that a couple months later and that, that's my go-to for product. Right. And, uh, it, it was just, It became, like I said, a a healthy addiction for me.
2: So just to be clear, you're doing all of this just on retail product? You didn't have any allocation?
3: Uh, No, I've never had allocation to this day. Um, I've completely ran all of my, my whole company is based off secondary pricing. So eventually what I did was I would mix retail product with hobby product, creating more affordable price points, which is what our stream, why our stream was more unique than the rest.
2: I appreciate that take because I talked to someone uh, yesterday about I'm not going to name who because they asked me not to, but they are one of the largest Pokemon resellers like in the country as far as like online social media and, and just the amount of money they do, and they don't have allocation either. It's crazy to me that there's always been this talk of like the only way you can really do this, you know, really successfully is with allocation. Apparently. That's not the case. I mean, if, especially if you're grinding it out like, like you are, if you're working, what'd you say, like every day from 5 p.m. till a.m. hours? Listen, my, my routine
3: is uh, I try to get eight hours of sleep. That's like one of my rules. So if I go to sleep at midnight, I wake up at eight. But if I go to sleep at 2 a.m., like I wake up at 10, get that eight hours of sleep. And what I found with myself is if I get that eight hours, I can run the whole day. Whereas if I get six hours, you know, around two, three o'clock, I start to fade and I can't work and I'm tired and I got to, you know, go home or or try to take a nap or I'm just not working at optimal efficiency. So that's crucial for me. And then, you know, I've, I've recently in the last three months discovered, you know, sauna and cold exposure. And it's, you know, it's like, if, if I'm tired throughout the day, two o'clock hits, I can either get another coffee. I could run to the gym and take some pre workout. That'll wake me up. Right. But if I go to the 30 minute sauna and then jump in an ice bath, like you're not, Tired after you're in a you know thirty or three minute ice bath, you're like wide awake. How old are you? So man? You got i I'm thirty
1: five. Oh, that makes me sad. I was um, hoping he was gonna say he was like twenty five. I was about heck? to say, I, I need thirty five year olds walking around with this much energy. I've always God seen God. It, <laughs>
2: you as someone who could benefit from an ice bath. I think like you would be out of your mind, insane. Like as, as if you took a Benadryl. You know, like when you take a Benadryl, you lose your mind. Just like it has the opposite out. effect yeah, of you. Yeah. Like you just have all this energy all of a sudden. I think that's what an ice bath would do for I'm you. I'm not going
1: to lie. The the Costanza factor in the ice bath has always been my number one concern. Oh, God. Yeah, the shrinkage <laughs> is a concern.
2: You have to worry about these No, it's the
1: Actually, now I don't. I'm, we're having the one kid, one and done. Yeah, who cares anymore? Uh, so DAPs, okay. when you're
2: saying we'll, like you're doing- We'll get doing, back to that later. We'll yeah, finish that. that we're going to table it. Right. Uh, the whole breaking constantly, but you also saying at the beginning that, you know, DAP sports is mainly content. How were you able to do- content at the same time? Was it just you breaking or because I I look at your social media and I notice like a lot of these videos, they're not just your classic, you know, go on whatnot or go on some page and it's just hands in a card in front of a camera. These are like fun videos, guys messing around. They're not just yourself. They're other people. What did you do during this time to continue to create it? Because one of the reasons we had you on is because your page, you have almost a million followers on TikTok. Obviously, your content is enjoyable so what did you do to continue that
3: so i mean i'm sure you've seen this a million times when i first really got you know back into sports cars in a big way you know we all have our collections and you know we all value whatever card or whatever athlete that we are searching for and chasing and then a lot of people they want to take a picture of that card and they want to post it to their instagram right which is you know that's cool right and i'm noticing every single card account is the same thing it's a picture of a slab it's a picture of a raw card and there 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 can be sick cards but the whole page is just cards and i'm looking at this like i have to be able to do something different i'm not going to be another guy posting pictures of cards I, i've i've been at the time i had been creating content as a hobby more for like memes and jokes and skits in la with some like local creators so i was kind of plugged into a lot of people who were blowing up on TikTok for the past two years. So I had already been filming and editing for about three years, just Instagram, TikTok skits, right? And at the time, too, my buddy's like, hey, I got 300,000 followers on TikTok. And I'm like, who cares? You know, this is like 2019, right? And then, you know, six months later, he's got a million. And now, now I'm starting to pay attention. And I started a TikTok account and just shooting with the, with this with this guy I end up blowing this page up to like 250,000 and that's when I started to really learn about TikTok and how there was just a wave. I was late to the Instagram party, right? When I started creating content on Instagram, Instagram had been around 6-7 years. I missed that wave, but with TikTok I still could could catch the back end of the wave so to speak. So I'm looking at all these Instagram accounts with the slabs and the raw cards and I'm going I'm not doing that. How do I do it differently? And I'm shooting some content here and there. I'm 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 making my YouTube videos, and then uh, our two our two twins that you see uh, in the videos very often, Bo and Sam, who are in the top one percent of TikTok creators in the world, they actually DM me because of my YouTube videos, trying to sell their uncles' PS or excuse me, BGS nine Fleer Michael Jordan. So they're like, hey, you want to buy this card? Now I had wow. just bought a PS, I had just bought a PSA nine Jordan months earlier for nine grand, right? So I'm like, eh, no, guys, I don't think so. I'm, I'm not, I'm not interested. And they end up coming to purchase some blaster boxes from me. So, you know, now we're meeting each other and we're getting to know each other. And we basically work a deal where they're like, hey, we'll shoot some TikToks for you if you give us free cards. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, let's, let's try it out. Whatever. And as a creator though, you 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 tend to hold on to the creative process, right? And you're like, oh no, I want it done a certain way and I don't want them to mess up my page and yada yada yada. But I got to the point where I was breaking every night and I didn't have time. It takes it takes eight hours to edit a 10-minute YouTube video. Right? Like you have to put significant time into that, which I didn't have anymore because I was breaking. Now I see Bo and Sam creating content for me. And I don't have to do the editing. I don't have to come up with the creative. I don't have to film, but sometimes I'll be in the videos, you know, when we're all just, you know, joking around together. But that allowed me to grow the breaking business while also creating content at the same time. And I think a lot of people disrespect social media or just don't want to understand it. And what I would advise to them is, you know, social media isn't young anymore. Social media has been around for 12 years. Like you're, you're late to the party and you got to understand that. This is the new mall, right? This is the new uh this is the new center where you go to shop. That's where everybody's at. Everybody's attention is here. This is the new television program. It's all these things
2: combined online. So, now you are fully involved in the hobby. We I see you pop up in a lot of different accounts and social media and stuff. What is it that you're working on going forward? Anything like with collaborating with other creators or is it uh more breaking business? Is it something involved with fanatics, anything like that? Listen,
3: my, I want to collaborate with every single person in the hobby. Anybody who's got a, a you know a good name to them, you know, and re- is respected in the hobby, I would love to collaborate with you. I am not, um, I'm not the type to say, oh, I only work with these types of people. That's that's not me. Um, I've you know, I'm sure you've seen we've done content with Jeff Wilson, sports card investor. We've done content with Pole Wax. We've done content with Tops and Fanatics and eBay. Right, so. Uh, we have obviously plans to break even further out of just sports cards, right? We're we're a, we're a media company, right? So we'll start to create content that's just entertaining. It doesn't need to be around sports cards. We can do fantasy sports, right? We could do gambling content. We can do a number of things that sports fans, we believe, uh, would value. And I think that if Fanatics does do their job in what they're, they, they're setting out to do, which is 10x the hobby, 5x the hobby, right? 3 million people in 2021 bought a sports card. So, in theory if they were to 10x the hobby, 30 million people have to buy a sports card, you know, in the next 5 years. So, how many of those people are not going to be educated on how does grading work? How much should you value a card at? How does the, you know, a, a base card to a uh a, a 99 prism to add a 50, how do I know the the, the price difference in all these things? And what Dapp Sports is going to set out to do is make sure that those people are educated and have a place to consume content and also be entertained.
2: Cool. Um, like all that. right. So going forward, obviously you guys have been uh, in the news recently because you did the uh, bounty with uh, David Adams for the 15K Diego Luna one of one uh, Star Wars card. You know, I, I will say that there was, there's some guys that we, we mentioned in our Facebook group that we're going to have you on today. Some guys mentioned like they felt the Star Wars pump Wasn't genuine. Do you? Are you guys really into Star Wars? Is that still something that you you continue to push? Obviously, the the bounty shows some signs of that. But I am curious what your personal take is on that that product.
3: Listen, I get I get how you could see that outwardly, but just to put it in perspective for you guys, I have an insane Star Wars galaxy collection, and I've sold like less than one percent of it. So. You you could say I'm pumping, but <laughs> there's been no dump. Like I have my Kurusawa Superfractor, and by the way, just so everybody understands, I bought that Kurusawa for sixteen grand. You can watch the the video on YouTube at the Del Mar show, right? And the reason I bought it was the Lewis Hamilton Superfractor that same weekend sold for nine hundred thousand dollars, and I'm looking at that, and I'm looking at that card, and I'm thinking. This might not be worth $900,000 ever, but there's no way it's only worth $16,000. Star Wars is one of, is the fourth, fourth biggest media franchise in the world. It's Pokemon, Hello Kitty, uh, Mickey Mouse, and then it's Star Wars, right? So what I believed was that not enough people saw Star Wars cards. And I also think that they didn't do a very good job of manufacturing the cards a lot of them were just movie stills right and that's not cool but then galaxy comes along and it's all original artwork and if you look at the biggest chases across sports cards what are they kaboom artwork downtown artwork genesis artwork right all those major chases they're original artwork and this whole set of star wars was original artwork and i don't know if you guys are star are you guys star wars fans
2: I, well, I mean, as far as the show or movies go, yes. As I, far that as was product my th- goes. Yeah,
1: as, a, as a kid, that was my big thing. I was a big Star Wars card guy, the, the 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 uh, collectible card game. I played that thing every week like a maniac. But all those cards, to your point, were all just the still shots from the movies. Nothing
2: like the masterpiece of the galaxy stuff. Have you guys
3: been through the, the galaxy, like 21 galaxy set? Have you looked at it? And, like, oh, yeah. I mean, I've.
2: Well, we ripped that one box. You and I were live together. We ripped that. Oh one.
1: yeah, the ar- I will say, like aesthetically, it's a billion years better than where it was when I was a kid. Oh, no, for like, sure, like it's a whole new product.
3: So I'm ripping through Galaxy Twenty One, and this is when it's two hundred dollar a box, two hundred dollars a box, right? And I'm thinking, I want to, I want to sleeve the base cards. Like that's what I thought about the set at the time. And I, I, to, you know, even in the last three or four years, I've, I have not felt that way about any set, whether football, basketball, anything, right? So I saw that set and I just thought it was incredible. So there was, and again, I probably have two or 300 slabs from galaxy 21 and I'll set them up at shows just to show people, Hey, check this out. It's beautiful. You know, we have this, this incredible uh, display that Corey, um, from show your slabs. I don't know if you guys have linked up with him, but he built us this incredible display and, some of them are like they're for sale, but I don't really want to sell them. You know, if somebody's like, "Oh, this is listed for a hundred, but it went for fifty bucks on eBay last," I'm like, "Okay, well, I don't really even want to sell it." So, you know, if you want to give me the money, I I got to cash out at a certain point. But a majority of these cars, I don't want to sell, and I'm always open to a trade, right? But for, for people to say I'm pumping Star Wars, listen the 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 recent um, Star Wars tops Chrome like i'm not in love with that set the way i 'm in love with galaxy you know yeah, there's obviously products discerning that tastes. Are, yeah there there's obviously products that are inferior, but if you rip twenty one or twenty two galaxy and you're hating on it, and there's no way you're a star wars fan and you're hating on either of those sets there's absolutely no way or you just haven't ripped it yet so um, for sure, I guess you could say i 'm pumping, but you know I think the the dump is where the, the negative connotation comes from right absolutely which is yeah. not what i'm doing
1: yeah and i think there's a balance too right because now it gets to the point where anytime like even even us like if we come on here and i go crazy like hey i am buying this product super heavy i've been ripping it you know grading it selling it whatever that's the first thing people say too so i do think we're in the world now where like in 2023 anybody with a following like yourself a million followers on tiktok i have to imagine just about anything you say like oh i really like this there's always going to be that small minority that are just like, oh, well, this is just a pump and dump scheme. So, so I, do, I don't give a ton of credence to that, but I was curious like, to hear you even just talk about it. It's interesting to see like that's just a project you're passionate about. So I do, I do appreciate that. I think that's kind of cool.
3: Yeah, and, and I mean, the other thing too is the, the way I really met Fanatics was because of that video, right? So I get introduced to Fanatics because one of their executives is a huge Star Wars fan. So he sees the video of me buying that Kurosawa and then he wants to talk to me. So it's like, what is the value of uh, a relationship with Fanatics? So you could put and say that it's 16 grand, but now I have a relationship with Fanatics. It's like, you yeah, can call me it. whatever you want, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: I'm happy with that purchase, right?
2: Nice. So I have one last question for you um, and then we can wrap it up unless you got anything else. But my my question is for our listeners who are really into growing their channel, whether it's a business, whether it's just content or anything like that, you obviously have found, you know, what works at least for you and guys who appreciate hobby content. Any advice that you can give to the guys out there who are trying to, you know, instead of just posting that slab or that individual card, like to get more eyes on their stuff?
3: Absolutely. I mean, listen, it's, it's consistency, right? And it's, it's back to, Cliché sayings, right? And everybody hates clichés until they're true. And Gretzky, right? You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Michael if
2: Scott, yeah.
3: You got Michael Scott Wayne Gretzky, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I want to I, I want to tell you guys, people don't respect how much time and effort and ideation goes into a sixty second TikTok or Instagram, right? And that's okay because they've never went through the process. But once you go through the process once. I want you to think about it. We put out a video every single day. Like There is a tremendous amount of work. And also, outwardly, you might see a whole bunch of views. Now, we did a video that we just posted that did 5 million views in the last week, right? Uh, Sam was hanging on the, the bar at the whatnot um, booth at, at Mint, right? And he stayed up for two minutes, and he got this hobby box because he, he
1: lasted on the bar. How long did you stay on the bar? Close <laughs> to two minutes. <laughs> That's what I thought. Pretty close. What a sam! I, we I don't know all- who this person is. What's Sam's body weight? He's he's smaller. He's a smart guy. He can yeah. I can believe it. He's probably a buck ten soaking wet.
3: Oh, but please,
1: two minutes <laughs> only. Come on.
3: Yeah, he did. He did two minutes. But then you know, for us, also, if we do twenty thousand views on a TikTok, like that's doesn't that doesn't make me feel good anymore. You know what I mean? There's obviously levels, and you get to a point where you're like, hey, I I failed on this video, right? How do I do 5 million on one video? And that's a big difference. You, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like that's a big difference. 20,000 views versus 5 million, right? So when you, when you have a video that goes viral, you obviously try to reproduce that. And the whole point of this rant is that you got to put a video out every single day. You have to be constantly churning. And if you're just starting, okay, maybe you can't do one every day. Can you do three a week? Can you do two a week? Because once you can do two a week, a couple of weeks later, you're going to be able to do three a week. And then when you can do three a week, you get to four, right? You have to start somewhere and you have to be consistent and you have to be able to accept failure, right? Because you're going to miss shots. You're going to miss shots. I miss shots all the time. I miss more shots than I make. But when that viral video hits, it's a good feeling because you've been working so hard and you've been taking so many shots.
2: Nice. Very like good. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, that Because I mean, we're we're in the process of growing certain social media channels too. And it's we found that if there's one key, it is consistency as well that helps growing something. Now, granted, we're nowhere close to you, but you know, give it two more weeks, and we'll probably pass you. I would guess, yeah. <laughs> pretty close at least. Well, so.
3: well, listen. Also, what I would say is, you know, if you're gonna if you're seeing content online that you like, and I would definitely try to do this in a field outside of sports cards. So let's pretend you guys also follow maybe a golf channel, right? And there's content in the golf world that is really really done well how do you replicate that for sports cards right how do you replicate a different piece of content that you've seen in a different market and turn it into a sports card piece because you know if that's already successful you you already have a recipe so to speak right
2: yeah don't uh, reinvent the wheel i guess that makes a lot of sense i like that okay yeah yeah. Yeah. i got you Oh. Um awesome. Hey, Dabs, Matt, thank you, man. We really do Mr. appreciate Dapps. you coming. Mr. Dabs, I'm Dapps. so sorry. I'm right. so, so so sorry. Uh yeah, we appreciate you coming on. I'm glad we got this all worked out. We got time zones figured out. Central time obviously is the best. And uh hopefully we can meet up. Are you going to be at the National?
3: I'll be at the National for sure. Uh we have a booth in the Breakers Pavilion right next to PSA. So it's kind of where the pavilion meets the main floor. If anybody wants to come check it out. We're going to be doing a ton of giveaways and filming content there. We don't really sell anything when we go to to shows. So please come by, try to win something. We'll have a putt-putt. If either of you guys hit three in a row, I promise I will give you a prize.
1: Where's Ooh. the bar? I yeah, want to challenge a, a little bar, dude. Yeah,
2: me I, and Sam. And then me. I um, call next.
3: I don't know if I'm going to bring the bar,
1: but I'll, if there is one, <laughs> I will point you in the right direction. I, I guarantee oh, I go. can outbench bench Sam. He might be able to hang,
2: but I can outlift a little guy. He's already, he takes anything that someone can do physically That's better correct. than him as a threat. So, correct. uh, Matt, thank you, man. Again, we do appreciate it. And, uh, we look forward to seeing you here in about a month.
3: It's, uh, it's been a pleasure guys. And please, if you're ever in LA, Come check out the shop. I'd love to shoot some content in person as well. Sounds great.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate the time, brother. Well, there you go. Matt, Mr. Daps, I thought the storm was going to knock our freaking building Dude, down, by the way. By the, literally just thunder and lightning like you wouldn't believe it. You listeners
2: don't know that we're risking our lives doing interviews in this show today. So kind of a big deal. Speaking we of interviews care about you. and other things, I have you to know, go. You have to go. I, I have to go it. meet with Derek Jeter. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Um, why, don't, why don't we ask a couple questions? All right. Let's knock out a couple questions. Uh, mailbag. So... Are you selling, John Bourne once said, are you selling LeBron autos now uh, if he is no longer an upper deck exclusive? Did you hear about this? Okay. I'm curious about this because
1: I saw on the upper deck page, he was no longer listed under exclusive athletes, Mm -hmm. but I haven't seen any type of announcement that he's signing anywhere else. So I I really don't have a good answer to this. Um, But no, because even if you have upper deck autos, like even let's say he starts signing for Penny fanatics, whoever it might be. Yeah. Like I think people are just going to still have that huge rush for, to go back and get his. Yeah, they still want the one. original, right? So yeah, I don't, I, I don't think so. No. Okay. Um, but I do want to look into that story. I mean, that is something we need to look try to chase down more. That was
2: my. I did kind of look into it, and there I just couldn't find a lot more detailed. So yeah. we didn't. I didn't put it as a show note. Um, Brian Sean, uh Well, okay. So we keep getting asked constantly about Pokemon recently, and they keep asking our favorite Pokemon. I think we've uh, now this will be the third time, but again, it's Charizard. You don't have one. Let me just say this about Pokemon. I am going to try Giggly and put out. S- That's a, there you go. I'm more of a wiggly tough man myself. That is a Pokemon. No, um, tough Pokemon Go is a game, by the way, that involves, involves walking. I'm oh, obsessed you're with that game oh, right really? now. Well, I drive around very slowly. So it thinks I'm walking. <laughs> So, I also walk. I also walk. Um, you did. You walked in here, but man, I forgot how good that game is. Anyways, uh, my wife hates me for it. Cole Benz wants to know outside of trout and Otani who in baseball do you think has the best sa- uh, yeah. Sailability. I think is how he's wanting that to be said. Uh, Aaron judge to me. I mean, he's a,
1: yeah. uh, a I mean, he hits towering home runs. He plays for an awesome team. And he's a Yankee. Like it's a Yankee. Like to me, Aaron Judge is that type of guy.
2: What other, like, current players? Can you think of any other current players that would be categorized as possibilities of all-time greats? Ooh. That's a good question.
1: I mean, like, you've got some guys who are really, really good. Do I think they'll be, like, Paul Goldschmidt is, is an awesome player. Do I think he's going to be remembered as an all-time great? Probably not. Yeah. M- Mookie Betts. I mean, Betts is an MVP, multiple championships at this point. Okay. Again, great player and still fairly young. Maybe. Um, You know, you've got a lot of surefire Hall of Fame. Like Ronald Acuna, though, could be. I mean, Acuna, Soto.
2: Even though they're still young. But
1: that's the thing. They could also get hurt, like some crazy, savage, career-ending injury, and then they're not even Hall of Famers. But if you're asking me to project, like, top 10 type guys all time, maybe guys like that, I guess. Okay. I kind of thought that about Tatis originally, but
2: obviously the whole, you know, PED thing derailed that for a bit. So we'll see. Uh, Brian Bulaga-Fansmith. Uh, are you buying or passing on any of the following? Uh, the Magic Lord of the Rings collector boxes, which again, those are going like close to 500 right now. Um, the Any Pokemon or 2023 Tops Chrome? So 2023 Tops Chrome is going to be
1: good. Uh, it's interesting this year, too. Fanatics just released it on pre sale on the Tops website. And I do find it interesting. They've changed the configuration this year. It used to be Hobby were two autos, Jumbo were five. This year, Hobby is one auto, Jumbo is three. People freaked out about this initially. Here's my thing. I topp's Chrome every year has way too many garbage autographs, just like a plethora of relief pictures and just trash. So if we're getting less autos, but the checklist is condensed and better,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I'm all in. Okay. Um, overall, as far as uh, Magic goes, I think that one is, that is a real lottery one. Like if you think you can hit that million, because as soon as that goes, like you can look and see what some of the other cards in those sets are doing not even I don't know if there's many doing $100, let alone like $50. So as soon as that card gets hit, it will come crashing down, which also begs the question, I wanted to talk about this at another time, but and we won't have time today. But just think about this. If they put out that product with that bounty of a million dollars, and then that card got hit day one, obviously ruin like someone now owes a million dollars obviously they didn't get their money for it because product didn't, there wasn't enough product that could have been sold in that time. You would have to assume they're holding that box. They know where that box is and they're holding it. That is my conspiracy theory. But they're, not the, the, but they're theory. not the one making the product. Well, I can't imagine that they're not going direct to them, letting like maker of the product know, hey, we want to do this bounty for a million dollars. Can you give us guarantees? Because it benefits everybody benefits the maker of the product and then people who are reselling it so i don't know that's That's conspiracy theory talk it's nothing real but it did just make me think um and then lastly as far as pokemon goes a lot of guys have been asking for a little bit more content we're not going to do a ton more by any means but well maybe on the side but on the main show not the only thing i did want to mention was that uh the 151 product in uh the japanese version is doing well there is the American version that's going to be coming out in a few months that I think is going to do much, much better than that, too. Um, so keep your eyes peeled for that and maybe on social media for a little side content with it. Next, uh, next and maybe second to last question. Uh, Charles Ann says buy, sell or hold Otani. We I don't know why Otani's uh coming up twice. At this now, point, but- you just
1: hold him like Otani is killing the ball pitching well the team's actually playing kind of decent still which is surprising you hold them okay. till he does it at the end of the year uh
2: i think last question then um jeff Howe. when buying a collection where do you start in terms of trying to come up with an offer what are some good tips or rules to follow when the chance to buy a collection comes up
1: Yeah, I saw this question. It's an interesting thing, and it's tough, right? What is the collection comprised of? Is it 150 slabs, and they're all individual singles ready to go? You know what you've got? Okay, then you're probably going to have to pay in the 70% range, right? Like, that's kind of wrong. I know some guys will pay a little less, a little more, whatever. If it's a matter though of like, hey, here's 10 4 figure cards, ten thousand dollars one thousand dollars cards, here's a stack of that fifty to three hundred dollars cards. It's a mixture of raw, graded, and then there's just two or three three rows worth of penny sleeve stuff, fifty cent, you know ten cent commons up to a dollar, two dollar cards. Mm-hmm. Well, then time becomes a factor. But with time also is upside. there's a there's a ton of stuff like that that's raw. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I've got the potential to pull some stuff that I'm going to grade to make the margin there but you can also get away with paying less. Like if it's a ton of work like that.
2: Yeah. I would think that first has of to all, be a factor. of, yeah, the yeah, first time of You're not going
1: to not gonna be able to comp all that. Anyways, you're going to comp all the stuff that's individually priced, mm-hmm. comp that stuff. And then, so to me, like stuff like that, you're in the 50 to 60% range usually overall. And there's a little bit more upside. So it just depends if it's an easy flip, I'm okay at the 70, even 80% range because I know I'm going to flip it quick. If it's a lot of work, then yeah, I want to make more margin. 50, 60% is probably where I'm going to top out. And we're not going to comp every single card because who's going to rip through you know just a bunch of, of three-row penny-sleeve cards. But um, that's kind of some guidelines, at least for Jeff.
2: No, perfect. Okay, well, um, oh, I did skip this one. Not on purpose, but we'll close with this one. How about that? Ryan McWilliams. Thank you. <laughs> I knew you would be upset Thank if you, you didn't get it. How are Mike's dogs doing? Haven't heard much about them in a while. The
1: dogs are fantastic. Went in the pool with the old man yesterday. He didn't know they weren't supposed to be in the pool, so they were Oh, good you're and- old man. My old man.
2: You will soon be an old man when you have your child. Correct.
1: They were good and soaked when I got home, let them run around. Uh, they've also been doing this thing lately. They'll start sniffing the same patch of grass for some reason mm-hmm. and then just turn their head and flop over and belly flop or in somersault.
2: So is Cece. She's been doing that, too. That's weird,
1: man. What yeah. is that? And then Brady will do that and knock him out of the way, then back and forth. It's I thought it was a like home. a
2: mole or something. Like they were rubbing no, their scent on. I don't, I don't know. know what it is, but yeah, they've been going nuts.
1: But that's uh, funny. Okay. They're great. The greatest animals on the earth. I still like them more than, I would say, aside from five to eight people, I like them more than any other living thing on the earth.
2: Next show, Mike names those five to eight people in order. That's great. Uh, Monday, we will have. Uh, uh, What do we have? We've got a big show going. Oh, yeah. Nate Burns from Grand Slam Collectibles coming on, um, and we'll have some updates on uh, an event we're doing with Candy coming up very shortly. We're going to be in Seattle, Washington, uh, July 9th. That's a Sunday, and we're going to be doing a lot of content. We're going to film a show. Um, Live pod. If you have not checked it out already, we're going to do a live pod, but that one's not really for as much of an audience. I mean, I guess they can sit there and listen and watch, but we can't interact as much. Anyways, you got to be there. If you're in the area, you got to be there. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. There you go.
1: Uh, I think Rich Layton's going to join us the 13th. So that would be two weeks from today. Oh, nice.
2: Did you text him during
1: the game or during the episode? I said, now that you're famous, you still come on. Of course, I'll squeeze you in between autograph signings and book deals. <laughs> I tell you, I like this guy. Talk about too. somebody I had never met before. And it's such a horrible perception of, I don't even know why. Why would you have a horrible perception? I just figured he was going to be a clown. I great feel guy. like
2: if you don't know them, you don't. You automatically put them on Yeah, yep. great guy. <laughs> I, yeah, I,
1: so that'll be fun. We'll actually talk to Rich and uh, kind of get his perspective on things from, I, I would think it's probably the biggest breaker volume wise. It's either him or backyard. They it's talked hard. about
2: uh, in that article, I think he said something about having I wanna say thirty million dollars in product in their shop, which they also you emphasize what, Rich, the security of their shop. You know what, Rich, go ahead
1: and bring a giveaway <laughs> from the audience. There oh, you go. Yeah. No, just kidding.
2: No, but definitely do. Yeah. It. yeah. All um, right. So
1: there you go. That's your show. Sports cards not sponsored by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. We'll be back on Monday.
2: See you then. Goodbye.